Now, let's talk sports with Kanoa Leahy on ESPN Honolulu. What's up, everybody? Welcome. This is another edition of Let's Talk Sports. Kanoa Leahy here in the PAXA studios in Honolulu. And uh, things are all haywire. This is like one of the craziest, busiest turns in sports here locally that we've had in some time where you have a load, a butt-ton of University of Hawaii (laughs) uh, sporting events here, starting with uh, Rainbow Warrior basketball and its season opener tonight against Hawaii Hilo. Uh, Rainbow Warriors added a game very late in uh, the the off-season stage of Niagara, which uh, will go down on Thursday. And then you got Rainbow Wahine Volleyball Friday, Rainbow Wahine Volleyball Saturday, Rainbow Wahine Basketball basketball playing in a tournament throughout the weekend uh we'll have a telecast of that on spectrum sports on sunday oh yeah and then there's that uh, maui invitational that gets started on monday we'll go monday tuesday wednesday uh basketball tuesday <laughs> you also have uh football that's uh, going to be playing on the road against wyoming a uh football team that has all of a sudden sort of found its form anyway craziness ensues and because of that uh i'm going to be out of the studio uh the next three days in fact we'll uh, be working the maui invitational next week so we're going to be out uh those three days by uh, prior to the Thanksgiving holiday uh, as well. So this is kind of a uh, um, a send-off, if you will, for the next couple of weeks. And so who better to bring into the studio? Uh, because we won't be here on a Wednesday, so we can't do the typical traditional BTS Wednesday. Got to turn it into a BTS Tuesday Billy Talk Sports. That's right. Honolulu Star Advertiser's very own Billy Hull is in the house. What's up, Billy? Yeah, not a lot going on, so I'm free to just come in whatever day you want. You just let me know the <laughs> night before. <laughs> That's but right. I got to say something real quick because uh, this is I'm, – I'm kind of freaking out right now because we're like – I feel like we're doing the radio thing. So this is the first time where I've got like the actual uh, mic – in front of me. I'm not doing just the headset with the mic. I've got the actual giant booming mic right in front of me. Sounds totally different. I can kind of see your face, but it's kind of blocked by all these things. This feels like this feels like radio. My yeah, friend. yeah. This is radio. We're we're talking into actually like locked in, <laughs> screwed in microphones that sort of can be adjusted, not just the headset mics uh, that we've been using. Uh, that sort of was born out of the, the COVID stuff and, and uh, trying to be as uh, cautious as possible under those circumstances. Uh, but yeah, this is like old school radio, <laughs> man. This is like if you turn away then you can't hear anything if you turn right back to the mic you can hear everything that you're saying so uh yeah that's what it's all about right now that's how we do it man we strip it down to the pure basic golden form billy and you sound amazing by the way that actually that makes a giant difference so uh, we got the radio thing going on i've got a newspaper in front of me like this i feel like i'm back it's like 1997 or something (laughs) but no it's good to be here there's a lot going on a lot to talk about and don't forget i I gotta throw in there high school football in um the the semifinals of the open division on friday night which i think is going to be Probably the most interesting. I think it's probably the most exciting uh, state tournament in the open division there's ever been. So we got that too. So. Yeah, there's a lot going on right <laughs> there's now. There's a lot going on. I was just about to mention the high school football on top of everything. Oh, and then there's some, you know, like national sports that I know you're very interested in. Washington, Oregon State. Uh, oh, your Huskies oh no. trying to hang on oh to this no. undefeated standing. A possible slot in the college football playoff. How much anxiety are they causing you right now, even though they're undefeated? I have to admit, um, and I think we might get into a little bit later, but I was watching the Monday Night Football game last night, and then like the hype video advertising Saturday's game uh, came on with uh, Washington, Oregon State. And I'm telling you, if you're a fan of college football and you get the rare opportunity of your team being involved at the top, being a part of the national picture, it's all of a sudden got very stressful. I was watching the entire uh, Utah Washington game. Of course, I cheer for the team whose guy doesn't know you have to hold the ball all the way across the goal line in the end zone, (laughs) dropped it at the two yard line in a five point game. 
So uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's been crazy, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally excited. I've got the full fever. I'm thinking about going to the Pac-12 championship game if it works out. So it's um, college football. College football when it's when your team is doing well, it's really 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 fun, and that's something I think University of Hawaii football fans are starting to feel after the last two weeks. Ah, uh, and that's why you're a professional because <laughs> that's what you call in the business a segue. Because I did want to talk to you about this. Um, Rich Miano was in the studio yesterday, and so we went almost the entire time just talking UH football. Uh, it always feels a little different after a win, but we were speaking more anecdotally about the fact that after Hawaii wins a football game, you walk around town, you walk into the uh, you know into the the bank or 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 wherever you may be supermarket and. And you have people who come up to you and they basically ask you about UH football. Like, how about that win? Oh, how about Timmy Chang? Hey, how about that? That was a great win on Saturday. Uh, and it's a, a, a subtle, very uh, non-scientific reminder of just how important uh, UH football can be. That, that there is this level of interest that's out there uh, and for a number of different reasons and due to a variety of different circumstances, uh, sometimes that can feel more distant uh, but when Hawaii does get some wins together when they do get a good win like they did this past weekend against a team that was uh, ranked in the top 20 just two weeks prior uh, it resonates uh, but we were talking anecdotally you're the newspaper guy you actually have a little bit of data to support this yeah well I mean, I mean it's funny I just walked in here and started talking to you about it but um, I woke up Sunday and was doing some other things and looking at the staradvertiser.com the top four stories, I think, like right in the midday on Sunday was um, you had the breaking news story that we post after the game on Saturday nights. You had the we do a live blog during the game where people can kind of come on, share their opinions. Then you had Steven Sai's game story and then you had our uh, UH sidebar. They were the top four most read things at that point the next day on Sunday. And I was just like, wow. And then it's kind of just kind of thought about it and was talking to some people. And I have a friend who has season tickets who was all of a sudden really pumped. And you just kind of realize it kind of goes hand in hand when I'm going with a little bit with following this uh, UW football team being undefeated 10-0 and is like when your college football team of any sport does well, it's exciting. It's like there's something about it, the passion of it. I don't know exactly what it is, but I just totally got the feeling coming off, you know, Saturday night at Chain Complex and just UH winning these games that I think there's a lot of people that maybe don't necessarily go to the game but are kind of fans a little bit. And then when they see UH do well, then it's suddenly like, oh yeah, let's. How about that? Who saw that? Like, I like Jimmy. I like Timmy Chang. I kind of want to buy into this team, and so all of a sudden, after two years, kind of just playing at Chang and you know everything going on with the stadium and just the team really not doing well and everything that happened from all the guys transferring out to just get two wins and kind of see people suddenly get interested. You, I don't know about you, but I just feel like you understand that like this is a big deal to a lot of people in this state. And man, let's. Let's put some. Let's try to put. Let's try to make this program good. Let's all get behind it. Yeah. If we all get behind it, if we all do what we have to do to kind of help with facilities, help with UH, kind of making making it a big priority in the state that this football program is a big deal, and you get behind it and it does well, you can just see how galvanizing it could be for the entire state. And that's kind of what I yeah. got from Saturday's game. I mean, that's just a taste. That's just yes. a, a, a sliver of yes. of success. That is just a, a little dab of a victory that actually meant a little something. I mean, imagine if this was a team that had six wins already under its belt at this point, or seven, or something like that. Uh, you're right. I think that that passion, that interest can be there. It's just hard sometimes, right? When it's just, you have negative story after negative story yeah. after negative story, it becomes this snowball effect, and you start to wonder, hey, look, are people becoming indifferent? 
And I think that is always the concern. You can't fill a 15,000 state uh, seat stadium. Um, that's not ideal. Uh, you have a team that has struggled here in the last couple of years. That's not ideal. Coming off of a debacle of a PR situation with the previous head coach and all of the controversy that surrounded that, that's not ideal. Uh, it's just been one thing after another. And so that's what's interesting to me is just a couple of wins in a row. And really, this is still a four-win <laughs> team. So right. what, you know, what are we talking about on the national scale? But yet, it still means something. And to see, just taste a little bit of that success, to have a moment of triumph, to be able to hoist a rivalry trophy like the Cooter Trophy on Saturday, like that does resonate around here. Uh, and it is a reminder, you know, for those who are maybe suggesting, hey, look, this Aloha Stadium thing, this NASED thing, who needs it, right? So much time has passed. Why do we even think about it? Or, you know, uh, the legislature, you know, what more can they do to try to help, uh, you know, the University of Hawaii sports or, or those kinds of things? Uh, I think to some of those naysayers, maybe just pay a little bit of attention to this, uh, even coming off of a victory like this, a, a, a rare victory for Hawaii. There seems to be a considerable response and you provide a little bit of the data on that which I think just further justifies what we're talking about yeah and you know what there's the kind of thing out there that I think a lot of people say oh there's a lot of fair weather UH fans but you know what it's okay it's okay because they're fans and you and you see um it's this is kind of such a coincidence but I had dinner with a friend last night who has season tickets and he only went to two games and it was like his seats were really uncomfortable mm-hmm. the lines were the you know all that kind of complaints you hear well, then he wasn't there this past weekend when they won the, this big game. And I was like, you're going to go to the last game? He's like, oh, I definitely am going to go. Yeah, and yeah. there you go. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, all these negative things you talk about, oh, the lines are long, oh, it's uncomfortable. You know what? You, you know what? That's not going to matter when you're winning football exactly. games. And you just kind of, for me, that was the big takeaway and just the whole excitement. And so, like, I think there's so many people out there that want Timmy to succeed. You know, he's the local kid. He grew up here. He went to St. Louis. He played for the hometown uh, he played at UH, you know, and, and so for him coming back, I think there's a lot of people that want to see him do well and get a couple of wins, and you just kind of see and you kind of feel the potential of what could be yeah. if, if they can get this thing going. Yeah. And we'll see if they can keep this going because uh, that's kind of become the interesting scenario now is now they go on the road to a very difficult place to play in Laramie, Wyoming. They go up against a Wyoming team that uh, at times this season has looked really, really tough and physical and good, uh, sort of vintage cowboy football. Uh, they are double-digit dogs again going into this game for the second straight week. Uh, they also wrap up the season the following week at home against Colorado State, another team that at times this season has looked really good good. Uh, But you start thinking, uh, all right, they've won two in a row. If they've discovered something on both sides of the ball, if they've discovered a few things that make them better, that can make them more consistently better, that can sort of hang around for a little longer, what if they do somehow win this week? That sets up a regular season finale that, yeah, they won't technically be bowl eligible either way, but if they get to six and seven, uh, we've seen it before. It doesn't completely eliminate them from the conversation of being a team that has to fill one of the many bowl game spots uh, across the country. Like, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. And if, I, I said at the beginning of the year um, that we should temper some of the expectations because this is year two off of a rebuild season for sure. Uh, and so I was saying if they somehow get to like five wins, that would be like unbelievable. Unbelievable. And here they are. They've looked 
really bad in some instances. Uh, they hit rock bottom, as I've referred to it, uh, in the home shutout against San Jose State, but they bounce back in Reno. They get a victory over a heavily favored opponent in Air Force this past weekend, and now they're sitting on four wins, and if they can finish with maybe another win somehow, or at least be uh, really competitive in these last two games, I think that changes the conversation, the, the tone and texture, certainly, of the uh, discourse around this program uh, to close this year two of Timmy Chang. Yeah, I think you're totally correct, and, and I'm with you. And it's so, I think what, what we all have to remember here and give them a lot of credit for is, is I think you and I were kind of on the same page where I walked out of there two weeks ago after watching them get shut out uh, against San Jose State and, and kind of just lifeless. And I really was like, what's going to happen to this program? Like, I was, I was at the point, like, I mean, I was kind of becoming almost in my head getting all those negative thoughts of, like, can there really be a Division One program? I mean, that's how that's how bad it was for me walking out of that stadium just two weeks ago, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm worried, like, what what are they going to do? Are all these kids going to transfer out? And we've seen a couple. What are they going to do with some of the recruits they have? They have the quarterback from Gorman. Does he still want to come to the school? Like, that's where I was just two weeks ago. And so to see this team transform, make some changes, do some different things, I think schematically, both offensively and defensively, not really hang their heads down, and to come up with these two wins, I don't think. You know, I think we all want it to be a better season, but I don't think you can undervalue what a coaching job Timmy just did in the last 14 days to turn things around from just how bad it was walking out of that stadium against San Jose State two weeks ago. And I'm with you. If you can maybe get another win, just kind of win through your last four, have some good vibes because there really wasn't any good vibes two weeks ago about this program. And to kind of turn things around, to have some momentum going into this offseason, you know, even if they make the, the a bowl game at 6-7, and seven, that'd be incredible. But even if not, to just have things going in the right uh, the, the right way and to be able to show these recruits and stuff that say, hey, we are, it's been a while, mm-hmm. we, we yeah. took some time, but we are starting to turn things around, come be a part of this brotherhood, which I think is resonating with a lot of these high school kids. Now all of a sudden there's some positivity and there's a light at the end of the tunnel and I think you can see a lot of good things. And for that to be, for it to be like that now, just two weeks after what it was like after that San Jose yeah. State is an incredible job, I think, by that coaching staff. It, it just goes to show uh, just how much in the way of healing properties winning has, right? Winning has healing properties, uh, and it is uh, just, it it changes uh, the entire conversation. It changes your entire perspective. Uh, And we're, again, talking about a four-win team that has won two late-season games, and yet it still feels entirely different. 808-296-1420, the number to call. You can text in at that number via the Zephyr Insurance text line. We do have a text uh, that came in a little while ago. Sorry, Billy, this is a total trap game talking about UW. I'm calling the Oregon State upset win. Can you call it a trap game if Oregon State is uh, doing what they're doing and nationally ranked and all that stuff? I am scared (laughs) to death about this game because Oregon State is really, really, really good. And um, we can maybe get into it later, but I can't believe ESPN College Game Day decided to uh, shun the Oregon State fans in Reeser Stadium for a top 10 game between two Pac-12 teams, and they're going to go do uh, the James Madison uh, story. And I think a lot of it has to do with I don't think they wanted any part of the whole here's Oregon State kind of being left out of all the uh, realignment and stuff like that, but they're top 10. They're going to have – I think it's going to be one of the ultimate um, atmospheres for a college football game. And, and real quick, I just want to say – College football to me is all about what it's going to be on Saturday and that one of the biggest games of the entire season is going to be held in a place like Corvallis, <laughs> yeah, Oregon. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. college football world will be centered around Corvallis, Oregon. But that's 
that's to me is what's college football. That's what, what makes college football special. You are at a school like Oregon State. You have Jonathan Smith, who's a great coach. You build this team, and for the opportunity to have this incredible game happen in a place like Corvallis, Oregon, and it can happen at all these different schools across the country, and to know that that's kind of going to not be the, the case in the future, and you're only going to be getting the same big games at the same 20 places, I think it's just going to be an amazing college football atmosphere. And, and I'm, I'm scared to death of the game as a Husky fan, but I think it's going to be a great showcase of what I truly believe college football is all about. Yeah, uh, so not a trap game. I I wouldn't term it a trap game. A trap no. game would, would sort of infer that, like, you know, Oregon State is this lowly program. Yeah, and, this you know, is... UW is looking past them. I think UW definitely uh, understands how good Oregon State is. Oregon State has the attention of the country. Uh, I think what the caller is or the texter is suggesting that, uh, you know, they're calling the OSU or Oregon State upset, uh, that could be viable because Oregon State, I think, is is that good where they're a threat to just yeah. about anybody they play. So, uh, yeah, uh, Billy, a little, little anxiety. I, I think you week. say it's a trap game because it's Oregon State, and most people don't associate sure. Oregon State as like this big college football powerhouse, but they are incredibly talented. They were actually favored in the game over 10-0 Washington at home, which I thought was very interesting. Oh, they so are the favorite. They are the favorite. So oh. I think everyone's kind of like expecting almost this to kind of happen. So that makes me feel a little bit better. But no, this is this is a scary game. I mean, UW just played at USC. They played Utah last week, two teams that were ranked in the top 20 when they play. And now they've got the, the 10th rated team in the country. Man, when you're playing these good teams back to back to back, I don't care. What program it is or whatever, That's it's tough. Funny, it's so tough. it would be a national rankings upset. It wouldn't be a an Vegas odds yeah. upset. Yeah. Oh my, we're looking uh, everyone. For, everyone is expecting it. You know, <laughs> I love this. Now you can uh, apply the narrative like you dub. Let's shock the world <laughs> and pull off the upset. Do you knock do the off, bulletin board material if you're the U Dub coach? Like, look at this. <laughs> Las Vegas thinks you guys are the worst team. Are you are you just planning the spread like on all over the place? They don't believe in you. Hey, in this day and age, you can talk openly about yeah. it, right? So yeah. If it Whatever you need, man. Whatever UW needs for that uh, extra uh, extra motivation. And also a reminder, um, cross the goal line first before you uh, drop <laughs> oh, the football. Man, Try Domino's Mix and Match Special. Download the Domino's app and get any three items for just $7.99 each. Choose from pizzas, pastas, boneless chicken bites, and more. Find the Mix and Match deals under the coupon section on the app. Domino's Hawaii, they deliver. Aloha. All right. Yeah, we'll uh, empty the clip a little bit here uh, with some uh, rando questions about sports. Plus, we have our Billy uh, Hull six-pack of picks coming up a little bit later on in the program as well you're listening to let's talk sports All right, welcome back. Let's talk sports. Kanoa Leahy here in the Paxa Studios in Honolulu. Billy Hole is my special guest co-host for the day. Again, I'm going to be out of the studio the rest of the week and through the Thanksgiving holiday. So uh, this will be a little bit of a uh, send-off for us here, Billy, uh, and I'll give you a break from the show for a little <laughs> while. You, you know it. You deserve it. You've been really working hard for oh, uh, no money. All right, so uh, 808-296-1420, the number to call. You can text into that number via the Zephyr Insurance text line. Uh, how about we just dip into the bucket? questions and uh, pull out some randos are you uh, sure. are you down with that yeah uh, all right so uh, let's look at this uh let's see okay what do you think about the buffalo bills firing their offensive coordinator ken dorsey after last night's monday night football defeat i, I just saw that and like really did anybody watch the game are you telling me it's ken dorsey's fault that you couldn't have the proper amount of people on the field for that final field goal i mean come on if they make that if they miss that field goal is Ken Dorsey getting fired today? Probably not. Do you think they're firing him coming off a win? I saw something that the numbers are actually a little bit better for that offense in total since he took over for Brian Dayball, who left to be the uh, Giants head coach. Seems like a total scapegoat move. I wouldn't be surprised to see Ken Dorsey get picked up pretty fast. But uh, 
It's a mess in Buffalo. And Josh Allen, Rich Miano's favorite quarterback, the greatest of all time to Rich Miano. What's going on with Josh Allen? Well, I mean, I think that's the thing, right, is is we sort of lost sight of the narrative that followed Josh Allen into the NFL from Wyoming, that, hey, look, this guy has an unbelievable arm, uh, but has a tendency to be inaccurate and has a tendency to turn the ball over, whether via fumbles or throwing interceptions. And you look at the offensive performance, and this is an offense that has not necessarily lived up uh, to some of its previous hype. They have failed to score more than 25 points since week four. Turnovers have been a major issue, especially for Allen, who leads the NFL with 14 turnovers, 11 interceptions. So you're right. How much is that on the OC? How much is that on Josh Allen? Uh, I think it's it's the NFL. And so the way that business works is uh, someone's got to fall on the sword and it's darn like there's no darn way it's going to be your quarterback Josh Allen so it's got to be the OC somebody's got to go yeah and I think well I think also too I think it was from the head coach where they wanted to change things a little bit this year and they were trying to limit Josh Allen's running abilities because they were trying to protect him a little bit more and I think that kind of took him out of what he does best and just the way he likes to play the game so clearly there were some issues going on but I mean firing I who I think was regarded pretty much as a pretty good offensive coordinator at this point and and I go back to I really do. Do you, do you, if you had to be honest, do you think they're firing him if, if they win the game last night? No, I don't think so. So it comes down yeah. to a penalty exactly. with too many men on the field that decides yeah. whether your offensive coordinator is here the next week. Seems like a little bit early for yeah, that move. Uh, welcome to the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to professional sports, as a matter of fact, where at the end of the year, uh, can we sit here and go, yeah, the Texas Rangers were the best team in baseball. <laughs> Let's forget about the teams that won, you know, like 100 games during the regular season. It's just how professional sports is, man. Uh, it is, uh, what have you done for me lately? It is often very thankless. Uh, all right, next question. Uh, this week's Open Division semifinal state ch- tournament round, who you got? Oh, who you got? Who I thought you were going to give me a one word to explain it. Well, this is – it's funny. We've been talking a lot about what kind of a mess the whole season's kind of been with the mismatches and Open Division teams playing Division One teams, and yet here we are for the semifinals of the Open Division state tournament, and basically everyone has kind of beat each other in like this kind of uh, round-robin kind of way, so it's kind of wide open. Um, Milani pulls off the big win over Kuku in the OI championship. So now you've got Kuku and Punahou, who I think a lot of people thought was going to be the rematch in the state championship. It's in the semifinals on <laughs> Friday, unreal. which is crazy. Um, look, I think at the end of the day, if you're going to pick against Kuku, that's, you know, good luck with that. I think I'm going to stick with the Red Raiders. I think maybe they got a little bit of a wake-up call in that Milani game. I think Rod York diagnosed an incredible game plan. I think there's no question the way you try to beat Kuku is you make your quarterback beat him. Easier said than done. I'm still going to go with the Red Raiders, but I'm telling you, just it just to have an exciting state tournament, because we usually go in, in this with a pretty good idea of who's going to play in the championship and a Sort of good idea who's going to win the championship. It is wide open this year, and it's very exciting. All right, so Kahuku in that semi, and Campbell Mililani, you're going with the Trojans? I'm going with the Trojans, and that would be, in any division since the first state term in 1999, it would be the first time it would be an OIA versus OIA state championship, which would be pretty, pretty crazy. Well, okay, all right. But that's right. what I'm going with. I think it's a rematch of the OIA game. Uh, Matt Puno is really good, too, man. They've got you know they've got amazing players. they got, I think, 10 to 12 D1 kids on that on that roster right now so puno's gonna have something to say about it but i think i think we're headed to the big rematch of the OI championship which would be very exciting all right here's another one this is interesting we're gonna get uh, our little betters hats on here uh over under number of wins for the rainbow wahine volleyball team this weekend one and a half is the line over under one and a half for rainbow wahine volleyball 
uh, victories this weekend. They have UC San Diego on Friday and then senior night against Long Beach State, which is playing some really good volleyball right now. And swept UHA in the pyramid earlier this year. Over under one and a half wins. This is not something I would encourage anyone to go find in Vegas. <laughs> For entertainment at, uh, purposes only. At all. Um, you know what? I have had <laughs> oh, this the, is taking a while. I've had the hardest time figuring this team out. Just when they kind of lose you, they suck you back in, <laughs> then they lose you, then they come back last week, play a great game, and then they lose the first set to a team that was one in twenty-three. I have no idea, but you know what? I think I'm going over. I'm going over. I'm going over. That I think was senior some night, of the most uh, impressive filibustering I've ever seen. I, I'm going over. I think senior night. Um, it's going to be a packed house. It's a chance. I believe if they went out, they get the buy in the Big West Conference Tournament, if I'm not mistaken, due to the tiebreaker. And by them beating Long Beach, who lost two matches last week, which is huge for yeah, UH. Yeah, huge. I'm thinking senior night. This is a just a real special group of seniors who, you know, it's been kind of a little bit of an up-and-down season. But I think with everything on their line, with the home crowd, with all the success they've had, I have a hard time seeing them lose their final match at San Sheriff Center. So I think they're going over. I think they're sweeping. I think they're getting the buy in the, in the. I think they're getting the second seed in the Big West tournament. Yeah, I mean, both Hawaii and Long Beach State have uh, four losses um, in in Big West conference play. Uh, and yeah, last week was huge. But this is a Long Beach State team that we have seen play very, very yeah. good volleyball. Uh, and you know what? We shouldn't necessarily overlook that Friday night game because UC true. San Diego is not too shabby either. They're nine and seven in conference. They are a team that continually gets better and better here. Uh, in what is this? Their third year uh, transitioning into Division One. They will uh, officially be uh, eligible for uh, NCAA postseason play in 2024. So uh, I guess this would be the last year. Uh, and so, yeah, they're they're um, they're on the come up. They're they're not necessarily a team that can be overlooked either. Uh, but this Hawaii squad, it's like you just look at them, you're like, well, they got the talent, they got the pieces. It just, for some reason, inexplicably hasn't always necessarily come together. You've been watching this team pretty closely, Billy. Uh, how do you even <laughs> begin to try to explain that? Um, man, I don't know. I had this kind of thing. If I was doing a TV spot, I'm going to be in Long Beach next week. And I think the proper way to do like the uh, news hit on Rainbow Whitey Volleyball would be get on a roller coaster and just film it while you're going up and down on a roller coaster. That's pretty <laughs> much what this season's kind of been like for them. Um, but yeah, I just, it's, I mean, Rob, you know, Coach Coach Robin's right. Like, she just has said it, you, you know, week after week. Like, I don't know. I have no idea what I'm going to see when I get to the arena on Friday. I don't know what team is going to show up. We've seen them play really, really good volleyball. I mean, they won two wins at the beginning of the year over that USC team, who I think is in the top 25 now playing really good volleyball. Mm -hmm. They swept a, a, a Florida State team that's doing really well. And so you've seen great performances, yeah. and then you've seen just – a one mistake leads to two mistakes, leads to ten mistake, and you've seen matches slip away from them. So um, I think they got to keep they got to keep the good vibes up. They got to get the crowd behind them. They got to play well. They got to get off off to good starts and just try to maintain it. But yeah, it's been they have been tough to figure out this year. All right, uh, here's the next question: On a scale of one to ten, how interested are you in Spurs Thunder this afternoon? Uh, one thousand six. <laughs> no. Uh, this no. I am. I'm so. This is what I'm talking about. This is the future of the NBA. We're gonna get to see it today. Two thirty on TNT. Seven foot four. Victor Wembanyama. Seven foot one. Chet Holmgren will be out there doing moves behind the three point line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Step back. Pull up threes. Things you've never seen in your life. Yeah, I'm pumped. I know um, Oklahoma City. You know, I think it's time for them to maybe make a move with all those picks and start to go for it because they've got. They just need, I think, one more big and a little bit of depth, but they've got some really good players on that team. SGA, I think, is a legit top 10 player in the NBA. You've got Webb and Yama, who anytime he's on your television screen, you have to stop what you're doing and watch. This is the future of the NBA. 
that will be on uh, TV today, and I'm very excited to yeah, watch. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. We talked about this when they played in the preseason. It was like must-see <laughs> TV, and it's just like, wow, these two aliens that represent the evolution of basketball to a point that's unrecognizable, they're doing battle. They're, they've got guard skills. They're dribbling the ball like point guards. They're shooting the ball from the outside. Like, what is this? Like, this is something that is completely foreign, uh, but it's really exciting, and I think you're right. Uh, OKC is much closer. They're further along than the Spurs are, obviously, uh, with some of the pieces they have, and I totally agree with you. I kind of feel like they need like one more kind of uh, um, bruiser big to put next to Chet Holmgren because you know that's the one weakness, uh, you know, pun fully intended, kind of literally speaking for for both Wemby and Chet Holmgren at this stage of their careers and development is uh, they're still thin. They still can get moved by guys who have a little more girth, right? Uh, and so if you pair Chet Holmgren maybe with another guy that can take care of some of that business, uh, I think the Thunder will be onto something, and they're going to be uh, no joke whatsoever. Yeah, I totally agree. I think like like a prime David West or kind of something something along that mold to kind of fit in for them would work pretty good. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, no? you yeah. like that? No, prime no, no, David West? no. I like it. I like great. it. But I mean, but who 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 is that? Like who represents that? Who? <laughs> oh man. I mean, it can't be David West. That's, that's a little <laughs> yeah, yeah, old yeah. school there. But no, they're close. But I just I just wonder. They they are not. I mean, Sam Presley has held firm year after year after year after year. He's done the draft pick game. Would he make a move at this point? I don't know. I mean, I might do it, but I don't know if he's – I think he's had a pretty good track record of doing it his way, and it's worked out pretty good, so we'll see. All right. Um, last one. Uh, how funny is this James Harden to the Clippers thing? Oh. So since James Harden has gone to the L.A. Clippers, I think they've lost – Five straight. Well, the Clippers have lost five overall in the games he's been in. They've they have not won yet. Uh, he is um, as expected, oh, um, not necessarily providing the boost at least immediately that they were hoping to uh, get from him. Uh, this James Harden thing is ugly. You got announcers for other teams that are like calling him out on on camera. If you saw that uh, diatribe the other day, like this is craziness, but it's also kind of hilarious. It is hilarious. Why well, I, I texted you this? I know in the last game he was a nice minus twenty eight uh, and. 29 minutes I on want the to floor, say he's minus, minus 64, 64 overall since joining the Clippers. I mean, they are 64 points worse than their opponent in four games. Yeah. That's that's crazy. And I saw... He was minus 34 in one game that they lost, or minus 32 maybe in a game that they lost by four. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. And so I actually saw the clip. There was a clip, I guess, where they subbed him in for uh, Westbrook down the stretch of a game recently, a close game. And Russ was, you could tell Russ was clearly upset. So we all know where this is at. This is going to be a blow up. But like at some point, is there, there going to come a time, though, where these guys are getting paid so much money that when you sign that $400 million contract, what is, I mean, you're going to get the money as long as you show up. What is the impetus to like yeah. go get in shape and not you know, partake in some extracurricular activities that maybe James Harden is famous for. Like, at what point is the money just so much that it's just like, I've got all this money, why do I need to play basketball? I'm set. Like, what? How are some people going to lose the motivation to want to go out there? Like, we have this thing that every professional player just is a killer who wants to win games and win championships and do all that, but I don't think that's the case. And when you're getting paid this amount of money, what is the impetus to go out there and like try your hardest and work your hardest and do all that? That's actually a really good point. Uh, James Harden, by the way, the exact numbers, uh, this was in their uh, loss to the still Gerard Morantless Grizzlies uh, the other night. Uh, he was minus 28 uh, in a four-point defeat. So that, that kind of tells you the story there. But uh, but yeah, maybe he's just not that 
guy. Maybe he's a guy that just wants to make a buttload of money in the NBA, play hoops, go out at night, hang out at some seedy places, uh, and and spend his money that way. I mean, that's not something that you can necessarily begrudge somebody about, but I think the problem is that doesn't necessarily mix with this guy who at the same time saying like, oh, they're uh, keeping me on a leash. They're not letting me do my thing. It's like, well, I mean, what do you want? Do you want to be the guy? Do you want to be the, the MVP candidate, top scorer guy? Do you want to be a guy who is contending? Or do you want to be the guy that's just playing basketball, making cash and, and, and uh, going out at night? And I just can't really put my finger on what James Harden wants to be. Um, I think we know what he wants to be, but but I mean, I just see him out there Add right now. Yeah, yeah, something. I mean, you know, he looks out there right now. He let's be honest, he doesn't. Now, who am I to tell someone they don't look like they're in shape? But you know, I mean, he's out there oh, just kind of airballing. You know, doing the step back airball threes and stuff. He had the two airballs in, in a row. Like it, it, he just. Doesn't look like a guy that's out there trying to play his best basketball. Yeah. So, so this whole thing of like I'm unhappy here, like really, it's probably just he just wants his money, right? Like he did not get the money that he was expecting from Daryl Morey, and he wants to get the money that uh, he feels was still owed to him on the previous contract, and it just hasn't worked out. And so he's making like he's you know this guy who has been locked in a cage as far as his game and hasn't been given the reins. Uh, but it's just a money thing for for James. Right? Yeah, and I think if he doesn't even get another contract, he's made four hundred million dollars in his NBA career. So. So why did he specifically say I need to go to the Clippers? I don't know. Like Kawhi Leonard must be like, great, thanks, man. Thanks. How, how's the nightlife in L.A.? Pretty good. <laughs> I, I, hmm, I, I, wonder, uh, I hear there's some things to do. Hmm, <laughs> yeah. hmm, Los Angeles, how surprising. <laughs> All right, we got to take a, a break. We have our six pack of picks coming up uh, on the other side, uh, so we will do that. You're listening to Let's Talk Sports. Welcome back. Let's talk sports. Kanoa Leahy, Billy Hull here in the PAXA studios in Honolulu. 808-296-1420, the number. Text in at that number via the Zephyr Insurance text line. Uh, we have a couple of tickets to give away for Rainbow Wahine Volleyball against UC San Diego on Friday. Uh, we forgot to do it yesterday. We'll do it today, uh, and we'll do that at the end of this segment if I remember. Uh, but it is time <laughs> for our six-pack of picks brought to you by Billy Hull. Uh, yet to be sponsored, yet to have imaging <laughs> But let's get right to dun, it, dun, dun, dun. All right, let's do it. So last week, you decided to go with me on all of my picks. You I did. did not go against me on one pick, and well, you know I mean, we did. You picked first. It doesn't mean I was just like following I mean, you. I, I just so. was going with, okay. At four, one, and one. Not bad. Four, one, and one. And we my had Lions a chance. Let us we down. had a chance. The Lions, it was, it actually was like, they were favored by two at game time. We had it at three. So it was a push. And then if the Seahawks could just stop an 80-yard drive with a minute to go, they win by seven. That is a bit of a problem is, like, we're picking on Wednesday. In this case, we're picking on Tuesday. Tuesday. (laughs) Like, Like, the line changes in the next few days. But, you know, whatever. Exactly. But it was still a good week. You are, my friend, 34-18-2. and I Look, that would actually put you in the top 50 of the Circa pick five challenge out of like 5,200 people you'd be in the top 50 so good job not entering that (laughs) all right let's get right to it we're gonna start Thursday night Uh, I just want to do this game because I think it's a very interesting game because there are two teams that suffered two of the worst losses I have seen in the same day on Sunday the Bengals and the Ravens and so what is their present they get to play each other four nights later in Baltimore this is a very interesting one the Ravens are favorite at home by three and a half and um look Joe Burrow Played one of the worst games I've seen him play, especially in the fourth quarter. He had two interceptions that were really bad in the fourth quarter. A little bit concerning. That Bengals defense is a little bit concerning, but maybe, maybe CJ Stroud is just in those Texans are really good, which we'll get to in a little bit in a yeah. while. But I am actually going to. 
This one, I think you might go against me, but I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm going to take the points. I think it's a three-point game. I'm getting an extra half point. And look, I really believe in Joe Burrow. I don't think he's playing two bad games in a row. I don't care that it's that Ravens defense that's been pretty good. They got cut up a little bit by the Browns. I'm going Bengals here. Okay. Um, the Ravens have spent only 28 minutes and 46 seconds trailing this season through 10 games. Uh, yet they are 7-3. and three. If you were to compare that wow. level of dominance in other iterations, I think there are three other instances where a team has trailed for that short an amount of time through 10 games, and they were all 10-0. and 0. And so wow, the Ravens are better than their record, like clearly, but they do have this tendency, and it's even happened last year a few times, uh, to let leads slip away. I like Baltimore at home. I really think the Bengals are good, and they do this every year where they find their form, and they just had like one nasty hiccup this past week. And I think the Ravens' loss was also a bit of an anomaly. Uh, I like the Ravens here. All right, so we're changing it up this week. I like it. Joe Burrow, though, man. I don't think he's playing too bad games in a row. seen Lamar Jackson anytime recently, <laughs> yeah, though? I saw him on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, here's one, and I wanted to kind of piggyback what we were just talking about. So I picked the Cardinals at the Texans because I want to talk a little Houston Texans real quick. The Texans are only favored by four points at home. I know Kyler Murray is back, and they got a win over a Falcons team that doesn't play well on the road. Yeah. Now that could have gone either Arthur way. Smith, who doesn't like to play his really talented players. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what's up with that. And um, I just want to talk, though, C.J. Stroud. Oh I gosh. didn't see this coming. I wasn't. You know, I probably would have picked Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud in the draft. I, You know, both of them, I think, had some questions, but he's amazing. He's I mean, the game he played, it's just unbelievable. They've got some receivers I've never even heard of that are making plays. Their defense is actually pretty good as well. Demeco Ryans, I think, is doing a heck of a job. If they win a few more games, he could be coach of the year, uh, potentially. Texans minus four. That line is way too low for me. I think Houston's good, and I think um, I think they're going to win this by more than four. Yeah, uh, D'Amico Ryan's, who was previously on the 49ers staff, yep. and I remember watching a 49ers game, and uh, Jesse Zapolu was uh, kind of taking care of us, and look at me, Louie. And uh, <laughs> he, um, he was like that guy and pointed out before the game, D'Amico Ryan's, who was running through the defense uh, unit drills on the field, he's like, he's going to be a head coach really soon. And sure enough, he got the Texans job uh, and he has C.J. Stroud, a quarterback who, I mean, he just, you look at his face, uh, it doesn't change. He's just kind of yeah. that guy who just keeps it level. Um, he's really, really good. I think has the rookie of the year, barring any kind of uh, injury or anything else locked up. And you're right about D'Amico Ryan's probably in the hunt for uh, coach of the year already. I like the Texans big time here kyler murray's back but uh yay i yeah. think for the cardinals yeah agree all right game number three i mean they're just going to be in my picks every week already the lions at home against the bears they're favored by 10 points Oof. and i know that defense didn't look particularly well against the chargers i know that they ended up uh screwing us a little bit we tied on that game but what can detroit do against bad teams they can smoke bad teams <laughs> and the chicago bears are a bad football team. I think the Lions, their offense is so good. I think Dan Campbell's doing a heck of a job. I just don't see Chicago slowing them down in any way, and I don't see Chicago scoring enough. So I thought this line might even be closer to like two touchdowns, 14 points, 10. Give me the Lions. A little worried about that Lions defense, but you're right. There isn't as much to be worried about when they're going up against that Bears offense. So I like the Lions here. David Montgomery back healthy makes a difference. I love that they still mix in Jameer Gibbs, and he's still being used as a playmaker. They got playmakers on the field, man. Uh, 
uh, and they're still just discovering how to use them all. So, yeah, I like the Lions. It's Jared Goff in a dome. How do you not like that? Sam Laporta, the tight end. Oh, my gosh, he is a beast. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to be a Lions fan this year. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Until the playoffs. That scares the bejesus out of me. All right, we got three more. All right, I don't know about you, but as good as it was watching football on Sunday, it did feel a little weird because we had no Tua. Tua was on a bye. Well, Tua's coming back, and I love this matchup. They're playing the Raiders and everything going on in Las Vegas. Antonio Pierce rolling up in his Mbala, thinking he's all old-school Raider. They win two games in a row. Everyone's thinking, look at this. Look at this job he's doing. Who'd they beat, Kanoa? They beat the Giants and the Jets. And last I checked, they both play in New York, (laughs) and we all know what New York thinks about their football teams right now. Dolphins are favored by 12 points at home, but you know what? Dolphins kind of like the Lions. They know how to beat bad teams. Congratulations, Antonio Pierce. You had a little fun moment or whatever. Your team still isn't very good. It's about to be a bloodbath. Miami off the bye. Huge. Give me the Dolphins. I love, uh, we kind of do a little bit of conversing, a little inside baseball here, uh, back and forth about uh, these picks. And you send me like a little summary. And in your summary for this game, you go, whoop a dee doo da about the Raiders winning their last two games under Antonio Pierce. Uh, yeah, this is uh, going to be a, a Dolphins shellacking, I think. I'm with you. Go, Miami. All right, so we've it's agreed. just too much to ask. Uh, so we've, of the agreed, we've agreed on the last three, right? So we're just yes. all, okay. Good. Yeah, all right, different on the Ravens, Bengals. All right, Vikings at the Broncos. Um, Broncos are at home, and uh, might have to do a little tiny apology to Russell Wilson. I might have been a little too hard on him on this radio show this year. He's not the same guy he was in Seattle, I don't think. But we saw it on Monday night that. Roll around, dipsy doodah, throw to Cortland Sutton in the end zone. That's the Russell Wilson I remembered. I kind of brought back some some fond memories for me. I think Denver's okay. Their defense is playing really well. Sean Payton, their offense is weird. Like it's like he kind of knows their offense isn't that good, so they try to run the ball a lot, keep everything short, not do a whole lot. I'm not sure I really like their offense, but the Vikings are coming to town. The Broncos are favored by two. The Josh Dobbs thing, it's great. It's been an awesome story, but you know what? That train is headed off the tracks in this game. I'm taking the Denver Broncos at home favored by two points. Yeah, the the Broncos have kind of turned into sort of a gritty, tough team. Uh, How is it possible that their defense might be good despite being a defense that gave up 70 points earlier in the year? Like, I don't really understand that. Uh, I do like... Joshua Dobbs, though, but he's going to, you know, the scout is going to be out and there'll be a little bit more uh, information on on how to defend this guy. Um, I also think that the Vikings have been doing a pretty masterful job under the circumstances in the coaching realm. That's another guy who, if yeah. the Vikings continue to put it together a little bit, should be given some consideration for coach of the year because under the circumstances, it is crazy. I'm actually going to go with the Vikings on this one, my man. Wow. No, you got you do have to give them a lot of credit. No Kirk Cousins, no Justin Jefferson, and they're still, you know, kind of in viable, line a little bit. Viable. Yeah. 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 Definitely. All right. All and right. that's what you want to be. Yeah. Viable. That's <laughs> our goal in life. All right. Main event time. Here Monday we go. Monday night Is football. Is this the lock of the week? It's, and I'm going lock of the week because I'm just going to make complete fun of myself. It's a rematch of the Super Bowl. <laughs> I have probably gotten every Chiefs pick I've made wrong. I've bet against uh, Mahomes in this thing week after week because I just don't think the offense is good, but the defense is great. I finally take them against the Broncos. They lose outright. By the way, that's right. The Broncos have beaten the Chiefs and the Bills now. Hmm. All right. Take the Vikings. <laughs> anyway. All right. Back to this game. Uh Super Bowl rematch, I've, I've been wrong <laughs> about the true. Chiefs every single time. The Eagles are in town. The Chiefs are favored by three. I think it's a revenge game. I this, I, At some point, it's got to catch up to them that their offense just isn't what it was. Other than Travis Kelsey's got nobody to throw to. I'm not sure they can win, score a lot of points. they got to rely on the defense so much. 
The Eagles are coming to town. I think they're going to be hungry following losing in the Super Bowl. They're getting three points. I'm making this my lock of the week because I'm so confident in picking against the Chiefs. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, I think you're leaving a little something out. No, though. we're not doing it. Don't the do Chiefs it. Chiefs defense do it. is really okay. good. Like, really, really good. Uh, and then Patrick Mahomes kind of raises the level usually in these kinds of games. Yeah, he'll uh, maybe uh, uh, not step it up all the time or have those magical moments when they're playing a team like the Broncos or something like that. But when it's on the line, Philadelphia Eagles, Chiefs, with that Chiefs defense, I'm going with KC on this one. So take that for your lock of the week. Now, I know you know the answer to this, but is, is Taylor Swift, has she got a concert that day? What's, what's her concert <laughs> yeah, you know schedule what? I like? I haven't gotten that far yet. It's Tuesday. <laughs> this probably gonna, that's probably going to fluctuate here in the next few days. Oh, man. If she's in town for that, though, they're going to have a fun. That'll be. All right. I well, think where, there's some where, games. There are games you can come with. We'll come up with watching that Monday night game. We're being daring. We're different on three games here this week. We'll see how it plays out. Upgrade your island style with Kahala, the original Aloha shirt since 1936. Pick one up for yourself at one of Kahala's six stores, Island Wide or Kahala.com. Give away tickets? Best and worst coming up. Thank you for the reminder. We are going to give away tickets to Rainbow Wahine Volleyball against UCSD on Friday uh, very easily. We are different on three games this week. So third caller gets the tickets. Liz Stacy is working the phone lines. 808-296-1420. Third caller gets the tickets. Third caller. Three. We'll Next. Back. All right, welcome back. Let's talk sports. Congrats to Scott from Honolulu for Billy Hull reminding me about the free <laughs> tickets that we were <laughs> making available uh, as we went into the break. That was veteran, man. Yeah, Be- I got you. you got my I back, got man. your back, man. I appreciate it. That's why Billy Hull is, is uh, one of a kind. Uh, and yes, Scott from Honolulu got the tickets. Enjoy the game on Friday, Hawaii and UC San Diego. Nothing like going to a game for free. That is the best. All right, time for our best and worst. So uh, let's go. What is your best, Billy Hull? Yeah, we'll go with the best since we did I think two worst the last time I was in here my best is um <laughs> it was like a stream of worst <laughs> yeah I just got a call on my way here from Keith Amamiya and so he's going to be my best because you know he's doing this kind of Luna strong thing well it sounds like it's, it's going to happen the Lahaina Luna girls volleyball team is going to be able to fly over here on Saturday and catch uh, senior night uh, Wahine volleyball they're going to um I think the juniors and the seniors are going to get to go kind of see a pre pre-match practice for the Wahine and then the whole team's going to be there just to be able to see a game, to see senior night, which is really cool for them. Obviously, the coaching staff, I think they all lost their house in the fires and stuff. And so it's just a chance for that team to kind of come over here to kind of see a lot of them probably have never seen the the main uh, UH Manoa campus and stuff like that. So a good opportunity of good people getting together to make something happen to give that team a chance to see some Wahine volleyball. Yeah, no, that's uh, really, really cool. I think there are going to be a lot of great stories like that even next week for the uh, Maui Invitational with some other sporting teams from Lahaina Luna and some other Maui residents who were affected by the fire. Uh, Kemper Lesnick, the uh, uh, organization that runs the tournament, uh, are doing a great job, I think, of trying to reach out to some of the community and at least provide some experiences for them, for a community that has supported that tournament for so long, trying to uh, reverse uh, or return the favor under these circumstances. So, uh, yeah, yeah, really cool. We're looking forward uh, to that. All right. Uh, my best is um, uh, I'm going to go with this is a little bit of a name droppy story, but I uh, got a call from my, <laughs> really? man, my man Bill Walton uh, just yesterday. So uh, he, I'm going to be working with him for the Maui Invitational. Look at me, Louie. Uh, 
And, um, and, he, and he calls me yesterday. It was the first time that we've got to kind of chat one-on-one. We've been on some Zoom calls with a bunch of people and stuff. And he calls me, and the first thing he says is, Can I let Bill Walton here? I'm going to try not to ruin your broadcasting career. And we just went on and laughed. It's just like, what a way to introduce yourself. It's like this basketball Hall of Famer who, uh, you know, uh, calls me up, introduces himself immediately, and then uh, says, I will try. Keyword try. Uh, not to ruin your broadcasting career. It's going to be a lot of fun. Did you happen to ask him his thoughts on the end of the Pac-12, as we know? Uh, no, no, oh, no, I did man. not. You'd I did still not. be on the phone with him yeah, right now. Yeah, probably, exactly. But uh, it was really cool. Uh, and again, it's going to be a pretty uh, unique experience for sure. Looking forward to that. All right, let's flip it over. What's your worst? Oh, I'm going to have to tune into those broadcasts. <laughs> My worst, we mentioned it earlier, um, ESPN game day. Not going to uh, Oregon State. Not giving that fan base and that that uh, Oregon State college football team a chance to host a game day because obviously they're going to get left out of the um, you know the realignment in college football. Who knows where they're going to they're going to be? And it's going to be probably hard for them to ever get a chance to have ESPN college game day come to their place. So the fact that they didn't get a chance to do this, and and I truly believe a lot of it is ESPN not wanting to talk about everything involving you know the Pac-12 not you know dissipating and not being allowed. And instead, I think they wanted to focus on the college football and the rankings and all that. But not giving that fan base, that school with everything they're going to, a chance to have college game day on their campus for a top 10 showdown, that wouldn't have happened in the SEC or the Big Ten or any of those other conferences. And I could keep going on about it, but just bummed it that Oregon State doesn't get that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I absolutely understand that, and I think uh, I'm with you for sure. Um, I am going to make my worst um, actually a best. That's right. I'm flipping it around since we went on so many worst last time. Uh, just give a shout out to Peter Manuma uh, for the mm. University of Hawaii for getting the uh, Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Week Award and uh, also uh, a shout out to Jaden Maiava, former Kaimuki Bulldog uh, who uh, was able to get honored by the conference this week uh, as well as uh, the uh, Mountain West Conference uh, Offensive or, or the uh, Mountain West Conference Freshman of the Week. So there you go. And that's Aww. it for us. How nice of you. Yeah, that's right. High note. (laughs) See you in a while, folks. Thanks, Billy. See you.